0: Hello, everybody. This is Tyler. Welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. We got a fun show, but teaming up with me tonight. As the good usual, we're actually taking a couple of sips together and enjoying each other's company. Nick. Nick is hanging off the side of this chair. Uh, oh, man. he He's holding himself together. He doesn't know what kind of ride he's going for tonight
1: because there's going to be so much fun in this amusement park. Anytime you hear me say stop, it means I'm trying to stop uh catch tyler trying to sip a um a mixture a concoction that he has crafted of 10 parts alcohol to one part pop apparently so yeah hi 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 tyler what's up
0: okay so uh we we are sipping we well we decided to give this another shot learn the love again and all that stuff uh. you're
1: sipping i'm chugging I am very lightly
0: sipping. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking right now?
1: I am drinking a ra- a false creek raspberry ale from the Granville Island Brewing Company. So if it's a false creek,
0: does that make it like a river or something like that?
1: What's going on here? I have no fucking clue. All I know is that it's pink and it's
0: really nice. It is a really nice drink. And I am currently on a ivy dripper of uh, Canada House- what is this? Oh, Canada! Uh, it's whiskey, yeah, Canada House. Whoo, celebrating uh my second home country,
1: <laughs> and
0: uh mixing it with some Rock and Rye Bago soda, which gives it, once you drink enough, a alcoholic root beer taste. Uh, in the beginning, it just tastes awful, but you know, as my wife pointed out, it's very, very cheap, and still pretty good. So what I'm sipping on that. Run? Yeah, I mean, within reason, I'm not allowed to drink too much. No, Nick, you're not. Uh, it's, yes. It's it's been a hell of a week, dude.
1: What's been going on, yeah. on your end? Um, well, so, uh, as of recording this, I just watched the um, Champions League final. It is uh, Europe's biggest soccer uh, cup tournament, um, and it concludes after all the seasons in all the countries have concluded. Nick. Yeah. You, you can't call it that man you can't i just don't talk. want to i just don't want i don't want to confuse our um um listeners that's it the colloquial wanna...
0: term is a fifa game
1: actually no because <laughs> this, is not, this is not a national there's no countries participating
0: yes but for the whole world to understand people are going to argue soccer people are going to argue it's football everybody knows if you say if it's a, a fifa localized game like oh that's
1: stupid so i hate I... that but anyway i watched the match it was tottenham hotspurs versus liverpool it was not all-, all english final liverpool finally won something in 20 something years so everybody's happy
0: yeah i mean liverpool has been losing ever since 1907 when they uh, sent the titanic out so whew, tough days for them
1: yes that is a factual statement uh, beyond that i finally watched uh, detective pikachu Yay, nice. Uh, how did yeah. you know, like it? Uh, acting was questionable. Uh, story was crap. Um, it is a kids' movie, uh, so it had very much like kids' story elements. And visually, it was a fantastic movie, honestly. Like, I think that's what that, that made up the entirety of it. Like, everything else I didn't care for, I had no expectations going into it. I've talked about it plenty on how skeptical I was regarding the visuals from the trailers, but then actually watching it. There are a few things that were odd to me. I think right at the start, for whatever reason, because of how well they did the CGI, uh, it was it was one of those things where it was a borderline between reality and magic. So right at the start, the CGI seemed very much like Pokemon Go kind of AR. And then once it started to settle in and it actually made sense, I was like, all right, this this actually looks pretty cool. There were some Pokemon that uh, the CGI was still pretty weird. Um, snorlax i think just looked very out of place and it it, snorlax only showed up in the one scene right at the start i did have a
0: couple of problems with the the way the pokemon were visualized it almost felt like uh when they were being put onto the screen they had like a weird uh i don't like it had like a a lot of black and white sound in it like it it didn't feel solid like an actual uh, they tried putting grit on it to make it seem more realistic In return it just looked like they kind of put it through like a a a tube tv look before they threw it onto what is you know supposed to be a very high quality movie right yeah some
1: of them some of them did seem very out of place and not lifelike um snorlax for me was the biggest one um I think the one that I was most upset by was uh, the Dials that they showed very briefly at some point, um, because it just, I know, they didn't look enough like a Totodile, but I could tell they were Dials because it, those are the only Pokemon that looked like that. Um, and mm. that they were going for a very like hyper-realistic thing, which is, which makes sense, especially because it's a live action movie. But I, I still feel like some of it was out of place, but they did, they did a good job. Um, I think I they mean- did a good job of showcasing Pokemon in real world, like modern situations too. It freaked me the
0: fuck out that uh, Pikachu had brown eyes. It just did. It, I mean, when you think of Poke, uh, you know, your standard Pikachu, Pikachu always had you know uh, beady black eyes, if you want to call it like that, and it just felt well with the uh, the cartoon and the animation. So giving Pikachu, or at least this Pikachu in particular, uh, you know, brown eyes with white pupils moving around. It freaks me the fuck out. It, uh, it messed with me, dude.
1: I agree, and, and I think the reason for that was, and we don't see any other Pikachu in the movie, obviously. Uh, um, and I, the reason for that is, I think, purely because of the personification of Pikachu. Right. Um, they wanted to make
0: sure that uh, everybody thought that this Pikachu was unique, whether or right. not that was the actual case.
1: Yeah, and still a better job than um, uh, what what's the fuck movie we talked about? Sonic. <laughs> still a better job than humanifying yeah, the movie we forgot. He, oh gosh. <laughs>
0: Oh um, man, that just thinking about that movie drives me the drink.
1: Um, I think the Greninja in the movie were fantastic, honestly. Um, and the w- w- I can't remember uh, the Mewtwo. Uh, there is a Mewtwo that appears in the movie, um, and the only issue I had with the Mewtwo was the voice. It was this weird kind of like Omni, uh, like omniscient, like godly male female voice. Um, and I mean.
0: It almost felt like uh, it was the same fucking Mewtwo from the uh, the voice actor for the original Pokemon movie. That's what messed with me. So it felt natural, but also felt out of place because, you know, Mewtwo is strong in this movie, but he's not omnipresent,
1: if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, okay, I the I, I, movie only just came out. I'm not going to discuss spoilers, but there was, uh, like, one thing in the movie that really just bothered the heck out of me. But otherwise, it's like, it's like, let's go... Pikachu Eevee for me I think they did a good job at visualizing what a live action Pokemon movie could look like um, I think Ralph Fiennes did a uh, I think that's his name did a good job um, as the uh, in the movie I think he did a good job in the movie um, I think Ryan Reynolds did a good job voice acting as always but um, yeah, yeah, that's my uh, review for Detective Pikachu. I did enjoy
0: the interaction with Mr. Mime. I think that was probably my favorite scene out of the whole thing. Just that—that was
1: a funny scene. Uh, yeah, no, that was arguably that was the funniest scene that they had in the movie. Um, Mr. Mime was an interesting way because we don't—I don't watch a lot of the anime—and just considering the lore and you know, and the games, we're just used to battling with Pokemon. Uh, right. The way Mr. Mime was uh, portrayed in the movie was interesting. And the fact that he could actually interact with some of the structures that he built. I mean,
0: when it comes to the cartoon and anime or whatever you want to call it, uh, when Pokemon are portrayed, usually the feral ones specifically, they usually have one note characterization and a characterization and they just act on that hardcore. Like when you think of a primate, just kind of primate, you know, have feelings and all that stuff. Yeah, but 90% of the time, it's just going to be an angry fucking thing. But they actually gave Pokemon personality in this movie. Like, sophistication. Yeah. Uh, even if yeah. it was only to a second or third degree. And it was really weird because you're not used to seeing that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I did want to correct myself. It was not Ralph Fiennes. I was thinking of him because I just watched Harry Potter recently. Um, uh, because Ralph Fiennes uh, plays Voldemort. is Bill Nye, who's uh, in the movie. And I, he did a fantastic job, I think. Anyways. Um yeah that's my uh, detective picture seven point two out of ten I would give it um, just seven point
0: good... two out of ten wow uh is there a reason why for the uh the, the decimal and everything
1: um yeah no my criteria with movies is just whether I was ent- entertained or not and again despite picking out like nitpicking at the visuals um and the questionable acting and the questionable story i just i was entertained throughout start to finish um there was some kind of like cringy moments but then I, you also have to realize that just about most Pokemon media that's made is made for a a, a younger audience
0: right Hmm. true i mean you gotta accept that sometimes the target audience even if it was you at one point is no longer you i mean (laughs) Pokemon is well over 25 years old at this point and it might have been you know your big thing for the past 10 years but as pokemon continues to be a child-based game that you may still love because it was an old passion when you were, you know a kid doesn't mean that all the notes are going to stick with you still I mean, what do you think would happen if they made a adult based Pokemon
1: movie? Um, they'd be Pokemon dying. Yeah, Pokemon. Dying. Like in <laughs> Mr. Pokemon, Mr. Mime like would in, be running a like bar and manga. taking shots. Yeah, like in the manga. Um, they, I don't know. If they still do it, but early on in the first few uh, series, uh, when a Pokemon is critically injured in a battle, there's a chance for it to die. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Or if you play Pokemon
0: Purple Paradise, which is a uh, uh, role-playing board game that I played with Amanda and Brandon, you can uh, accidentally kill characters by uh, critting too hard.
1: That'll happen sometimes. Um, uh, Beyond that, I had my first day of um, the uh, role-playing session for one of my courses, for my English course. Um, And it was interesting because... You have a lot of uh, people here who are just trying to get used to and be comfortable with role playing in public because there's a lot of speeches and a lot of participation um and so i was expecting it to be a little quieter a little subdued um and so we're role playing i think the start date for this is now july fifteenth, 1791 uh, and we're taking part of the french assembly at the national uh, french revolution at the national assembly and the king was present, he had all the factions present, and it turned into a straight up brawl with words. Um, a lot of the students did get into it at about the hour mark, um, and so I didn't have a chance to speak because I'm part of the uh, uh, Indeterminates, which is a faction made up of people who are not pledged to any of the other uh, political parties.
0: Did you guys start
1: LARPing? Uh, I'm not familiar with that term.
0: Uh, LARPing is the... Okay, story time, quickly. I was, uh, I found a girl, girl found me, she liked me, I liked her, she was cute, she invited me to do something called LARPing, basically, uh, this was at college, so they took us to the gymnasium where a bunch of people were LARPing and it was basically people dressed up in medieval costumes and whatnot and they had pvc pipe that was lined with uh foam and they were just uh like sword fighting with uh very soft weapons so when, okay. when I joked that you know were they larping like did they get into like actual like uh role playing battles if you will
1: no because uh i mean no physical battles but I think a lot of people did a fantastic job, actually, for their first time role-playing as, as portraying their characters and what they're supposed to do. So, um, no, that's fun. And I'm excited to see how it progresses because we've got five more sessions. Um, yeah, I will report further back on that.
0: Sweet. Something to look forward to. So, yeah. we have over on my end. I had to help cover a, uh, a route for somebody the entire week. Did get Memorial Day off? Memorial Day was a very nice day to have off and enjoyed it, had a good time. Uh the rest of the week though, somebody was on vacation, so I and this is by far to me the hardest and most demanding route. So not only did I not got you know get to sit there and play on my phone, which I it doesn't even matter anymore because I'm not playing RuneScape anymore. Uh, I actually am getting home a lot later. Well, at least last week I was, to the point to where instead of getting home at like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, I was getting home around six and so i haven't been able to get as much time in but uh to add to it they opened a new store which means i had one more stop added an extra half hour and i got to discover you know the joys of uh you know not knowing exactly what you're gonna be doing when you arrive at a scene and i i'm used to that with uh previous routes and uh jobs where it's like okay i'm going to a store i never been to before i gotta figure out you know what's the puzzle of getting the truck and the trailer you know backed in the right spot and it was
1: fairly stressful and it freaked me out
0: But I got through it, Nick. I got fucking through it. I'm done. Um,
1: Is it like, I'm assuming demanding just in terms of, uh, like physically more demanding? Or is it like, uh, it's a more dangerous drive? Is it longer? Uh, it is the longest drive out of all the routes.
0: So you got that. So that's what, you know, that's probably what added the most time compared to anything else. Right uh it's now 11 stores where the average is usually uh between six and eight okay so and unfortunately uh for me anyways you know it's fortunate for the company uh the stores that i go to specialize a lot in batteries and rotors which are very fucking heavy and there may be one or two stores to where i can't just pull a pallet and i get a pull it off by hand and uh for a big beefy daddy like me with a pot belly trying to pull in uh 1200 pounds worth of metal through a door by hauling it upstairs uh it messes me up yeah <laughs> like i, I said, would imagine I'm yeah that sounds rough uh, Like, like if you saw me after one of these stores like just like i'm it's not a pretty sight <laughs> i i get back in the truck and i immediately start chugging like anything i had near me water and all that stuff because <laughs> And unfortunately, due to a mixture of lack of time and uh, getting that max skill cave, uh, I'm starting to hit a video game burnout. And it's a really frightening situation to where I don't know what game I want to play. And then when I look at one that I think I might want to play, it's like, oh, man, I don't have the time for this one. I don't think I can. And it's just been slowly devolving into me just not playing video games right now. And it's kind of freaking me out. The times where I do want to play video games, uh, it's set up in a way as to where I'm waiting in a queue line to just hop on a server or something like that. And it's like, all right, I see her for 45 minutes and then I probably won't play. So let's not do that. And so in the meantime, I've been working on the Dungeons and Dragons campaign that, you know, I have going on for us and uh, a few other friends. And I'm about done with it, like for the next few sessions, which is good because it means, you know, everything's set to go. And I got a nice ass, you know, set of stories to tell. But at the same time, I, I've been pouring so much work into it that I have no idea what else to do with it. And I'm afraid if I finish that, then I'm going to be sitting here twirling my thumbs and just, you know, goofing off and spinning in my chair doing nothing. I, I'm starting to worry that I'm going to run out of productivity at this rate.
1: Uh, I was just thinking, you mentioned video game burnout, and I'm like, well, that sounds familiar because I've been here for a few months now. I just haven't said anything about it because... Um, with the kinds of games you play, I can't imagine what the situation is like specifically. But with my games, it's it's rough. Uh, either we're not getting enough uh, patches quick enough, uh, nothing's holding my attention for a certain amount of time. My favorite games are just in a rough state. Um, so I can I can relate to that. Um, yeah, it's here's nice. hoping that something comes out soon. Right now, there's
0: a couple of things that are giving me hope at the moment. We've got DLC for Kingdom Hearts Three, you know, being mentioned, but that looks like it's probably going to take twenty years to come out uh Terraria is actually getting a uh, sweet update sometime in the very near future but it's run by a small company right now Are you Logic and uh they're announcing and saying it but they're not giving release dates they're just teasing right. what you know they can do and so I got that going on right now and I mean it's pretty much uh waiting until a new game or I remember that there was a new game that came out that I wanted to play And I keep telling my wife and I keep telling myself, there is one game that I keep wanting to replay, but what's holding me back is the hardware now. I really want to replay Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a fantastic PlayStation 4 game. But after hearing about how sweet it looks on the PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, it's like, I want to wait until I get a PS4 Pro. I keep talking myself out of getting a PS4 Pro. So, you know, I, I keep throwing like little limitations on myself. I'll do this. If I can do this, I can't do this. so I won't do anything with that and it's I'm, I'm cock blocking my own gaming fashion right now nick it's it's really freaking me out well and with so, the ps4
1: and the ps4 pro i just trade in your ps4 to get a ps4 pro it just doesn't make sense on investing I, a, in a brand new ps4 pro and keeping your ps4 considering ps5 is probably going to come out next year and i was looking at that actually at gamestop to get a used
0: one it's 2.99 to get a new one it's 3.99 and i i think uh they wanted to buy the playstation 4 from me for 179 which you know isn't a whole lot but that's still a whole lot better than you know just letting it right. sit there uh the problem is though i made the mistake of saying it out loud it's like well sometimes it pops out the disc very occasionally and they are like "Ooh, okay that means your playstation 4 is defective i'm like technically speaking it's like all right we're gonna have to chop a third of the price off <laughs> i'm like damn yeah okay. find a different find a different game stuff. <laughs> yeah find a different <laughs> game stuff just say fuck it. it's like i mean when they test it it's not going to show that the disc will pop out like it happens like once every two three weeks where just suddenly the the disc eject button gets stuck for some reason even if we're not touching it, just out of the blue sensor goes off other than that it runs you know as fine as a playstation 4 you know from the the beginning you know generation one can run and so, yeah, you're right. I'm seriously yeah. gonna consider that now. Jeez. Yeah, just go
1: to a different GameStop. I'm like, here, I'm I'm here to get a PS4 Pro. Trading in my old PS4. <laughs> it just seems so schemy, Nick. Well, I mean, listen, listen. These corporations are making way too much money. We can afford to like, like reduce their takeaway by a little bit. I mean, couldn't I? uh <sighs>
0: Nick in the chat's recommending that Amanda does it now. Or yeah,
1: yeah, just let Amanda go as well. You're in a
0: long uh, beige trench coat and like a mustache saying, hello! I'm here (laughs) to sell a fully functional PlayStation 4. Uh, What's your name? My name is Barney. <laughs> Barney uh, do, do you uh do you have a card here? Hmm, no. Could I use my friend Amanda's card?
1: <laughs> Just like that third level uh, deception right here. Double deception. Uh the old the old trench coat disguise get up yeah
0: i mean the trench coat disguise was for multiple kids pretending to be an adult so maybe yeah. i'll be on her shoulders and she'll just be this hulking 10 foot high behemoth i mean you gotta do what you gotta do to get a good deal sometimes oh man i'm trying to imagine that situation what would happen if uh a 10 foot high well okay i think that what was the tallest person in the world i think they're pushing like eight and a half nine feet tall something along maybe. the like just imagine an eight foot high person just comes walking in I think if you saw that, regardless or not, you knew it was defective, you'd still buy it at full price. (laughs) Hello. I mean, it's like- Yeah, I'm not fucking with that person. You pass them off, suddenly they decide, you know, actually, I gotta hunt on Carnivorous. (laughs) It's like, oh shit. There's a food chain problem here. And so I got that going on. I gotta figure out a game. Uh, I should be finishing Katana Zero. And I- I, You
1: should be finishing Katana Zero.
0: I know. and It is such a fucking good game. And I'm afraid technically I only have like an hour or two left in it if uh, what you're describing is true, because it was uh, a fairly short game compared to what I was expecting. That's kind of upsetting. But let's talk about video games. As Nick likes to remind us...
1: We are a video game
0: podcast. We are, in fact, a video game podcast, and we uh, we do like to talk about video games. What have you been playing this week, Nick?
1: Um, Just Overwatch and Splitgate Overwatch. I got a new account, Um, bought a new license just to experiment a little bit in competitive um so that's that's what's been going on just having some fun with my friends uh my friends for whatever have gone back to playing overwatch a little bit more frequently now at night uh splitgate is um i mentioned this last week it's uh the new um it's the new arena shooter that's making the sounds yeah it's the new halo style uh basically all right so i actually did a little research into the company i can't remember what the company's called right now but it started off as two guys in a dorm uh, working on a school on a project for a course and then the one guy looked at the other and he's like what if we have halo and what if we have portal and we make them together and he's then like what do you mean baby 10. like 10. 47 portal and halo games, it's like, by the way 1047 yeah um and so they took the uh gameplay style of halo 2 and halo 3 uh, Through in uh, the gameplay mechanics from Portal. They built it in Unreal Engine um, and now it is a free-to-play game. It does have microtransactions in the game, all for cosmetics, just so everybody's aware. Um, but it is fun. It feels good. It feels like what Halo should feel on a PC. My only issue with the game is, and this is where they show their um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, their lack of experience. Um, uh, map design is shit. It's absolute dog shit. Like, uh like is unoriginal,
0: is it just too wild?
1: Like is no, it's no just strategic it, no, footprint? yeah, no, it's just bad. Like some of the maps, um you can probably navigate around some of the places, which i I assume, and I know that that's why you have the portals to kind of navigate these different areas because you can only put the portals on certain surfaces. You have these like blue cross hatch pattern like kind of surfaces. um, and mm. you can only put portals down on those. But just even in general, and kind of navigating some of these uh, maps and just, um, uh, it's just bad it's just rough um and that's really my biggest drawback they had a uh, serious issue with audio where you couldn't hear any enemy footsteps so you just get shot from nowhere like you wouldn't even know you're getting shot and somebody's near stealth you stealth step. oh boy yeah um but they fixed that pretty quick uh they had a big issue with uh no, not an issue oh yeah no and my other biggest critique is uh when you think of uh ui um uh hud kind of like design uh, when you think of a minimap in a shooter, Tyler, um, if a shooter has a minimap, where would you put it? Bottom right. Bottom right? Wh- what? That's strange. Okay. Most people I've talked to, um, with minimaps maps and shooters usually it in the top left or top right, uh, just because you have all your vital information there. Destiny does it that way. Um, and, um, a lot of the other, uh, competitive shooters I've played that have mini maps with the radar. Um, here they put it in the bottom left where you usually have your ammo counter. Um, mm.
0: I think the reason why I uh, say bottom right, and uh, I, I want to point out that uh, Halo Three, uh, the map on it is in fact bottom left as well. Oh, uh, is it? I, yeah. Uh, the reason yeah. why I think uh, bottom right is because uh, I a lot of people, you know, they they keep looking at the the mini map to try to you know get a the drop on somebody but uh i'd rather put it in a place to where it feels like you're at a disadvantage for continuously looking at it versus being on the lookout on mm-hmm. what you can see in front of you terrible you know thought process I no should no have that's both.
1: no no that's fair um it's just i i also guess um a lot of my friends have been and i have been very conditioned by uh destiny for just like uh, kind of just general gameplay flow um and and so that threw me off a little bit uh, for me i first felt like the minimap was a little bit too translucent like i couldn't see it clear enough but then it just turned out that it was in the wrong place for me so um you, you that was, thing. yeah no that was one of my other issues but it feels good like it just feels good hitting people in the head with a pistol like like in the good old days um yeah no i've had some fun with it um and I, i'm excited to play more of it over the coming weeks uh but i do hope that they introduce some better maps or rework a couple of the existing maps. There are a few maps that I really like, um, but then there are also some that I just absolutely despise. Um, the other thing I will say is uh, that yeah, uh, the game does desperately need mantling. Um, mantling being um, where you, uh, let's say you jump. Yeah, I'm going to say I've
0: never heard of that term before.
1: Uh, where you jump waist high at a, at a ledge. and ah, it you automatically yeah, you pulls yeah. yourself up. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. The Destiny 2 uh add-on if you want to call it that.
1: Yeah. I I believe uh that just makes uh that's just really nice quality of life and keeps things smoothing uh flowing quite uh smoothly and when it comes to like the flow of the game. Uh oh, yeah. but beyond that, I think they did a fantastic job working on this, releasing it free to play, uh going through all the closed and open beta sessions that they did. Um yeah, no, I'm excited to see how this game will turn out. Uh adding in portals has made it seem like it's possible to have arena shooters come back a little bit by just adding in new elements and trying and experimenting. So, um, let's see. And, uh, over
0: at my end, I, uh, like I said, I've been a, in a bit of a rut right now. I've only been able to play one game. And whenever I play that game, it's been causing me, uh, some heartbreak if you will, because, uh, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 Nick uh, oh, yeah. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 uh, roleplay. I got to play with you a little bit I got to play with Brandon a little bit uh, both were very tragic experiences I feel like uh, it was actually very heartbreaking uh, because I feel like I want I wanted to have fun with you guys but it just felt like something was always holding us back or we had no idea what the fuck to do there was you know no legitimate fun to be had and right now uh i'm playing grand theft auto 5 role-playing servers uh to just kind of see numbers go up right now uh because the server you recommended uh havoc rp i believe Yep. it feels like 90 percent of all the players are just people who uh farmed a lot to get some super fast cars and they just drive their cars around uh, there's times where I'll, I'll go up to them and you know say hello and they start rubbing their engines at me i'm like uh, you know you know i try you know role playing with them and they just don't say anything and they take off nine percent of the time and it's just like okay and so you know uh the only time i've actually had uh human communication is when i was beaten the fuck out by something uh either by a <laughs> random race car running me over for role play sake or maybe if uh, your your best friend tasers you in the back and then accidentally kicks you and kills you, or at least knock me in you know into an unconscious state. I you know last time I played this, I you know got to talk to an EMS. He was talking to me, he was very friendly, donated me some money which I blew very recklessly on, <laughs> and then uh, I had a police officer actually uh, play as the EMS. Uh, he was able to resuscitate me, and he was cool as shit. Uh, I was worried he was gonna like I didn't want to say he was like hey uh what happened here how you know I wanted to say that motherfucker over there who's my best friend tasered me and then kicked me down and just you know throw that fucker in jail but uh I was like, yeah, there's a fucking wall there. And I started to try the parkour to the truck, didn't quite make it. And, you know, he brought me up, talked with Neil, chatted with me, and he was very friendly. And it was weird with this server, Nick, because I started off. I was kind of thrown off. I was scared, got immediately mugged, even though I didn't have any cash. The EMS gave me a shit ton of money. So it was like I was flatlining. I went way down to like, OK, the server sucks to like, holy shit, free money. Hey, oh. To like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm playing with random people. Oh, God, I died. I didn't, I'm not making any money whatsoever. And then eventually someone gave me a fucking free car. Just out of the Tag? blue. Like, He's like, I can't sell this car. No one wants to buy. It. Here's a souped up, uh I believe it was a Dodge Charger. No, nice. no. I, no, I think it was a Camaro. I think it was, a, they gave me a, just a, ran, like, Well, the GTA equivalent of a Camaro. I think it's called a Hellcat. And okay. I'm like, sweet. And then, you know, I, I took it for like 45 seconds and I realized I couldn't drive it because it was too fucking fast. So it, it just sits in the garage. And, and then uh, I played with Brandon. Brandon and I, you know, we had no idea what we're doing. We're, you know, we're driving around, you know, hur, hur, look at us, we're role playing. And then, you know, he's like, let's get tasers. <laughs> and then, you know,
1: he fucking tasers. I hear him. Me. Hold my beer. I'm going to shoot you with my taser.
0: Hell yeah, brother. i got my fucking you know uh hot pink uh pickup truck now that uh plays the beginning of the star spangled banner which is uh actually no it's just the uh wait oh no i'm about to get my america card revoked it's the star spangled banner the same as the american i look okay if we're gonna be honest yes the star spangled banner is in fact the same thing as our american anthem okay look i had a little bit of canada just knock
1: on the door i'm like sir i'm gonna need to have to have you step outside
0: yeah the the canada house is starting to make me feel like uh my my visa's you know physically coming to me now uh anyways uh we taser each other have a good time i get the knock the fuck out cop brings me back and talking with him uh the guy who gave me the car it's like hey just so you know uh there's a lot of good money if you want to find it i'm like oh shit here we go we're about to sell drugs hell yeah doug the bounty hunter you know good guy is about to turn into a drug addict because there's nothing else to do and he's like there's a lot of money to be found over at the sunken you know uh ship that's over by the oh ah, yeah
1: yeah i forgot to tell you about that you just got to buy advanced diving gear and then you can go like dive for treasure
0: nick i'm gonna say this as civilized as i possibly can uh eat shit and die oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man and uh So I I went to there, went to the sunken ship. I managed to, you know, make enough money diving down. And then I died because I only had like the basic bitch diving gear. But eventually uh, I I worked it out, got enough money to buy the advanced diving kit, which uh, means you can dive down there as long as you fucking want. Yeah. And uh, you can make anywhere between 20 and 40 K a run, depending you know, because uh, there's only 40 coins uh, you can collect before you max out. And then whatever you get extra like necklaces and pearls, you just cash that in. And so Brandon and I proceed to go do that after you know uh, he eventually gets his driver's license and he's talking to me on the phone and he's like, "Yo, man, I don't know how to drive this fucking thing." He's <laughs> and then he passes the driver's test as one should, and then uh, he buys—I don't remember what he buys—he he buys a fancy ass car with whatever money he got uh, after we did a single run of uh, this diving—and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take us there." He immediately crashes the damn thing <laughs> as soon as we get there so we had the walk back and i was like Yikes. you know what? i'm gonna take a nap here i'm gonna hitchhike and like you know, quit uh the times i've been able to play have been at like you know six o'clock in the morning to seven so i've only been able to play a tiny bit this week but very specifically i've been able to uh you know I, i've been able to make a little bit of money and i bought a honda civic which is probably the most comically common car i could possibly think of Dude. and i i took the fucking honda civic and I, I i beefed it out to the max man so now instead of dying in one hit it dies in two it's <laughs> <laughs> so something it, it can ran the fuck out of a car and it's like i could still walk and you know a free life is a free life man that you know ain't no money that can't cover the amount of uh <laughs> life you can give it and so i got this fucking souped up ass honda civic with a fucking exhaust pipe that sticks out right next to the fucking wing on the top that shoots out smoke and shit and it's like i feel like the most redneck rich person right now on the server
1: well but doug you know the bounty what? hunter's got to do what doug the bounty hunter's got to do
0: fuck yeah his truck is in the shop until he can give it some extra armor when not to take a hit or two and right now i'm feeling pretty good it honestly feels like i'm owning both the purple spots on the monopoly board and i'm starting to put hotels in the damn thing where it's like i bought the cheapest thing and then i just put it out the max <laughs> it's like right. watch out guys if you land on me you're gonna owe me 250 dollars 450 if you land on this property well, uh, i
1: believe um with i don't know what the whitelist process is with havoc so you can get that done too but i only suggested havoc uh it's in terms of role play quality um it's okay um it depends on when you're on and who's on um in terms of the actual server and the code It's also okay. There are a lot of bugs, as we discovered when we played together. Um, I just saw you log on and I was waiting for some of my friends to get on to whatever. So I'm like, I'll just come hang out for a little bit. And we were just driving along the highway and you glitched out of the car and died. Yes, Um,
0: viciously. I I'm, totally did not double check to see if I actually put on the seatbelt that time but No, but it doesn't matter
1: because I didn't hit anybody. But you just glitched out of the car while we were in the middle of the highway and then you just died because you got run over and we left I think I think you got out of the car like while I was doing 90 or 100 miles an hour. Fuck, uh, there was a time when I was playing with Brandon
0: right outside the uh, driver's uh, license training thing place. Driver's test school, whatever you want to call it. He uh just randomly went through the concrete and then fell 100 feet and died. Right. And he, he had 25 grand and, you know, a bunch of stuff on him, his advanced diving gear and all that. If he died, he would have lost fucking everything. And so I'm looking around. There's only two other people on the server and my best friend both in game and out of game is dying here by glitching through the concrete and dying so what we discovered is when he logs in there's a 50 50 chance where he's going to be alive for about three four seconds and then he dies right. during that three four seconds he can give anything that's on him and so he keeps logging in and out like completely cheating the server uh if you want to call it that because the server cheated him and gave and then me just all handing his up dirt. yeah yeah and so we we recovered everything but it's like man the server is fucking janky but the fact we were able to pull it off because it just felt like that was going to be a game ender for him but we fucking duct taped a victory to that nice
1: yeah um, i I I love that kind of janky shit dude i recommend just going through the server list as well because you can look for tags and you will find some servers that are not that don't have any kind of like criminal activity whereas just people like just really focusing on human rp um so right like now you have a flavor for it you have a taste for it so now you can just go shop around for for a server that you think you could call home yeah uh there was uh one last
0: game i got to play and uh just you know give a little shout out to ubisoft uh nick my wife and i were you know uh, we hung out and we played some uno and uno is uno uh i did forget how enjoyable it is to uh pretty much pretty uh say fuck you to your wife in a very legal way because uh you know you you give her one too many uh draw fours and draw twos uh now things can go downhill uh same thing to the friend but the best friend is uh very resilient shout out to nick oh man there was a time i was always afraid that this was gonna happen you know it's a glorious moment when it doesn't happen to you when uh your best friend gives you a draw two and you're like haha, and you put down your draw two then the third person puts down a draw two and then the amanda puts on a <laughs> fucking draw two i'm like oh nick's about to get fucked over and then he puts down a second draw two and i you know get a hit for fucking 10 cards it's like are you serious fucking rng in this place ridiculous but, I uh, hate uno. Pr- you hate uno really
1: no i don't but i hate the i hate the house rules that people play with so yeah, because like I'm, you you
0: don't like putting a zero down and everybody gives up their hand.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that those are the game like the uh, the you know the digital game rules. That's fine because you can play special uh, modes. But like I'm talking about shit where people stack fours, plus fours. You can't do that. Oh, like they they put a plus four down, they put a
0: second plus four down, they give you a plus eight.
1: Yeah, Uno confirmed. The official Twitter account for Uno confirmed that that is not in the rules and you can't do that. But people don't give a shit, so people do whatever they want, and I hate it.
0: I mean, in the UNO game, you are allowed to put a draw 4 down, but they can't add on to it, to a draw 4 specifically. Uh, there is a rule to where you can do, uh, it's called stack rules, where if you put down a card of the same number and color, uh, another player that isn't the very next player can put their card down to jump on it. So if you put a blue 8 down, somebody across from me has a blue 8, they can jump in and put it down real quick.
1: Yeah, I don't like that either. I didn't grow up and, playing that rule. I know. So, I know it, the game allows that, but...
0: And, it, you know, it applies to draw four or wilds too, so if you put a draw four the fuck over the person to your right, and then the person to your left, who, you know, has a few turns to go, puts it down, it cancels out yours, and then gives you the draw four, and it's just like the biggest fuck you white knight level shit you could possibly think of.
1: Yeah, and I probably sound like a, like a no fun zone right now, but I've played yeah, enough- Yeah, you do, actually. And- All kinds of different rules to know when some rules are bullshit. And I will have you know, last semester I took a game design class, so I kind of like have an idea of what I'm talking about. I'm sorry,
0: Captain Associates over here, you know, Mr. Expert (laughs) on board games. Look, you haven't lived if you haven't played Uno a single round for an hour and a half, okay? I have,
1: which is why fuck house rules
0: no house rules are great come on bullshit you know don't stop till you drop <laughs> you or lose you're like when you DC. somebody
1: fucking brutal man fucking that's brutal. what the zero does you just stab somebody
0: and, uh, as nick and chat says uh considering his habits and see of these uh you are a very aggressive player when it comes to how you handle things but you just talk shit somebody right out of the game they are like ah oh, you're so toxic i can't I can't even skip a turn with you. <laughs> and you just, like, add a reverse. Fucking do it again, bro. Fucking do it
1: again. Listen, I, as much as I talk shit about reverse rules, if I had to play Uno and I was playing by house rules, I'd be a toxic piece of shit there, too. So it's fine. It balances it out.
0: That's actually very scary to consider. The most toxic <laughs> Uno player.
1: Nick, are you a toxic Uno player in the making? It depends on who's who I'm playing with. Um, if I'm playing with um, people of an appropriate age, then I will be a piece of shit. <laughs> what is an appropriate age for you? Like two to six or something like that? Um, anybody fifteen and up uh, is 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 uh. Fair uh, game for your uh, your game. vulker
0: yep. onslaught.
1: Ah, okay. Uh, well, it also depends. Like, it, anyways, fifteen. Let's say the, 16 and up.
0: I'm gonna say if you played against a you know seventh eighth grade middle school girl, it'd be like eat shit and die. I just draw to your face, punk pretty much I, I didn't I didn't want to gender insult this imaginary okay. you know eighth grade middle school girl nick uh we got a lot of news that came out this week i'm uh, very excited holy, yeah holy shit uh the big heavy hitter for this one i don't know they're both you know this is a double whammy right here at this point this, i think you know, this, yeah i think
1: they're both pretty um uh they're they're even contenders i think
0: equal in their own right uh for the modular segment we're gonna talk about death stranding now we've heard death stranding over the past year or two where kojima has been teasing the most inane and i would say some wild some exquisite some eccentric some just flat out what the fuck. but uh we are going to get a fucking death stranding uh release date and all that shit it just came out recently
1: uh yeah there was a uh on the 29th of may There was a PS4 launch trailer, um, uh, about six, seven minutes long, I believe. I can't remember exactly how long this was, but it confirmed, it showcased some of the gameplay, and it confirmed a a release date for Death Stranding, which I believe is November 8th. Um, That sounds about right.
0: I I do know that uh, it was officially announced in November of 2019.
1: So yeah, November um, 8th, 2019, we're going to get Death Stranding for the PS4
0: we're going to have Death stranding after being like in wild dark, you know, in the shadows on this fucking thing. It's just going to come out in five minutes. Just like whoosh. Okay. Shit. Ah, now it's weird because when people look at Kojima games, they see a very close it's gonna be action-packed it's gonna focus on the character and all that time or all the time but uh you know there's a bit of trailer footage that's showing that this is gonna be a little bit more open world than what they're used to yeah uh, especially with a metal gear solid game and so you know pe- some people have no idea what dust stranding is i am one of them i mean well, I, I think like 80 percent of the people have no idea what's going including the people that are working on the game
1: well i think at this point it's more fair to say that we have no idea what the story of the game is Um, I think gameplay wise it looks like an exploration you've got a mission you've got a job to do you're walking around uh, it looks like it's got its own stealth elements uh, from the trailer there's a part where because you're fighting supernatural creatures of some sort or you're trying to avoid them and you have a sensor with you that shows you that detects their presence close by and you can see these shadows of these people tied to like umbilical cords or some shit and so it has some stealth elements where you have to avoid um alerting them of your presence and getting out of the area if they do know that you're there or um you know you're getting chased by a certain group and so it's strange because for a kojima game and also for this kind of post-apocalyptic game i would expect there to be some sort of gunplay but there isn't at least not that they've showed from the trailer from what we know um But uh, Tyler, I I want this game now. There's a problem here, Nick. I know, but I still want it because I know P- because PS4 and I don't have a PS4. But uh, this game is a meme at this point. Like if we're being completely honest, this game's hey, a I'll fucking sell you meme. a PlayStation
0: 4. You want a play PlayStation 4? <laughs> I'll sell it to you.
1: This game's a fucking meme, and I want it because I I I just want to be confused the entire time. That Kojima
0: fiend Green meme machine.
1: <laughs> This is like, this is like Tyler. If somebody gave you a budget of twenty million dollars, and they're like, "We don't give a," an investor's like, "We don't give a fuck about the story. Just take all your favorite art styles and put it into a game and give it to us." That's I mean, what that this was, project
0: is. That was Kojima and Konami for a while, up until <laughs> like Konami started double taking and like, uh, you know, they saw Kojima like exporting fucking elephants and they're like. Oh. <laughs> why It's like i need it for the environment so are they gonna be mo-cat no i just need them Hmm.
1: mentally kojima has been aging backwards he is now a 19 year old with a jewel and just sitting in his room and complaining about how this is not fitting his aesthetic I'm I'm in, <laughs> I'm in love with this game dude. like it just looks scary It looks creepy shit it's also got two amazing actors in it Norman Reedus um, and Mads Mikkelsen and it's got a bunch of other characters too it's got uh, Guillermo del Toro in it as well
0: uh, Hideo Kojima currently has like a net worth of around 30 million dollars uh, have we heard like where uh, he's getting all this money from no idea I mean, $30 million is a lot, but A, you don't think uh, Kojima's going to dump all that into a fucking game, like a one-shot thing, like his big swan song, if you will. But uh, he's got to have some like very, very strong angel you know, producers somewhere. Well, considering angels.
1: the uh, legacy of Metal Gear Solid, I'm sure that when he left Konami, there were some people willing to jump ship with him and put their faith in him. I mean, yeah, it makes sense with uh, his company. Whether that's a mistake or not, we'll find out soon enough. But the fact is that we finally kind of have an idea of what gameplay is gonna be like, because yep. I think that was the maybe one of the main arguments from the last two or three years, where people are like, "What the fuck is this game?" And the story is still gonna be whatever it is.
0: Nick in the chat is also pointing out that since uh, Kojima is accepting a exclusivity deal from Sony, they're probably getting a fair penny from that too.
1: That's fair. Yeah, um, there is an exclusivity deal, and we do actually have an article here that says. Uh, the exclusivity deal could end as soon as um, um, in six months. But it, this, mind you, this is just fairly a rumor. So about six months from the release date, we could see Death Stranding on PC.
0: Right. Uh, they they don't know. Uh, the person that was reporting on this, an uh, Italian journalist by the name of Antonio Fushito. I don't think I said that right name right, but whatever. Uh, he doesn't know if it's going to be a six-month or a 12-month uh, exclusive period. So there's a possibility where... You got, uh, anybody who's going to want to play it on the PC is going to have to wait until 2020 regardless, but we don't know if it's going to be uh, you know, sometime in June or May or if it's not going to be until the uh, holiday period of 2020. And by then, we're probably going to be seeing talks about the PlayStation 5, which isn't strictly relevant to this, but there's a possibility.
1: Right. Um, now, talking about some of the story aspects for Death Stranding, um, it seems like... Uh, okay so quickly to talk about kojima's explanation behind death stranding in the story he put out a little graphic um uh the day of the launch and i'm just going to read this out straight from uh, what he's put out uh people have built walls and become accustomed to living in isolation death stranding is a completely new type of action game where the player's goal is to reconnect isolated cities and a fragmented society all elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the theme of strand or connection. As, as Sam Porter bridges, you will attempt to bridge these divisions and in doing so, create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Now, please enjoy the latest Death Stranding trailer. Um, that still doesn't fucking help. it's like activate
0: these shrines and towers and you'll make friends it's like how because then you'll be able to see them this sounds like a sci-fi mature rated equivalent of my little pony at this point what if it is tyler what if we've cracked the code i'm listening what if if not i think uh we need to get kojima on the line (laughs) we need to summon kojima and convince him You know the work with hasbro to make a sci-fi mature rated my little pony thing sky knight or sky knight has uh, penetrated equestria
1: Did you uh did you watch the entirety of the of the trailer uh no i have not actually um i like honestly i will say like i've i've been very outspoken on my uh dis dis not disdain my dislike for anything kind of spooky or even remotely scary but yes, i'm the, well
0: aware of your uh your spooky meter it's, it's, it's uh, a little
1: <laughs> your it's a little bar the threshold
0: but... is lower yeah you're very sensitive <laughs> um but you get a the, chub the, if you see a necromorph
1: the uh, i uh, an inverse chub i think oh i'm sorry he <laughs> <You> shriveled <laughs> um the aesthetics and the kind of visuals that he's presented in this video game are very interesting got a lot of um these a lot of like the 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 elements on how he's chosen to portray these supernatural creatures sort of showcase a uh a, 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 some sci-fi link to the past or some shit because it showcases mads mickelson's character as a world war one or two soldier um and he comes back to life somehow i guess Okay, I was gonna say he's gonna be old as shit
0: of then apparently unless he, like uh, or he was the uh yeah, the because soldier they allude, treatment.
1: They allude to to the other side, and they use uh, these uh, fetuses as detectors to help detect um, these supernatural creatures, right? that we saw in I think the second or third major like trailer where you just had a little baby in a pod and they showcase that more in this trailer and if you actually uh pre-order the collector's edition one of the collector's editions you get a little replica of a little fetus in a pod like a like a like a life-size like actual physical replica What? Um, what is
0: this madness
1: Not, a, no. not an actual living fetus, mind you. We're, we are buying into this bullshit. I'm 100% on board, Tyler. Like, I want to see how far that Kojima can take this meme. Kojima has been researching memeology for the last, like, let's say six years. And he's like, guys, I'm going to make a fucking game that nobody knows shit about. I don't know shit about, but people are going to buy it.
0: <laughs> it's like putting fucking mystery meat through the <laughs> strainer. It's like, we're going to cook some fucking burgers with this. He's like, "Oh, you know if turning this crank does anything. But... I'm going to fucking do it. We're going to cook some fucking mystery meat burgers. <laughs> just, just, okay,
1: Kojima. Kojima is those- us. Kojima is me at 3 a.m. Coming back from the bar and turning on stream. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, man.
0: Uh i feel like uh kojima and uh quentin tarantino would get along very well uh if they were to ever like make a movie slash uh, cgi video game or something like that i feel like they could work hand in hand and just make some just over the top uh tarantino would be all about the uh, the bloody and action and all that stuff and then kojima would be like but what happens if there's mechanized cows um, that would, it, would be that like would, can we make it explode souls. <laughs> cows can explode <laughs>
1: Then, their goal then is to I suck the soul out and then they
0: explode
1: <laughs> oh my
0: goodness this game's a um, fucking meme and I love it I kind of wish there was a game about mechanized cow terrorist groups now you know, circling in the movie like uh, how would you handle that? cows that, that are mechanized and they suck the souls out of uh, living things and then they just explode just for shits and giggles
1: we're about to be hit with a DMCA because we've discovered Kojima's next game and yep. we're about to get copyright strike, sued for uh, stealing intellectual property.
0: Yeah, like this game's called Death Stranding, but uh, the next game is called Death Recovering Revenge of the Mechanized Cows. <laughs> the shit, death. The death moo. Death moo. <laughs> this sounds like a. sounds like a some kind of samurai order. The death moo. I, I I guess uh, actually, what is Japanese for death? Is it she? Uh, I door? feel like it. Let's see, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, yeah, it's she. So shimu. <laughs> that that would be the, the leader of the mechanized cow terrorist org- organization that Kojima would be writing. The Shimu. But it Tell would have I an can. omelet over the eye just for Shimu.
1: <laughs> or um Okay, so the Japanese word and uh, mind you, we're just bullshitting look, at this point. I gonna say Kojima so we don't know how tracks, okay. I'm not doing shit here. I'm just humoring the mindset. And we don't know how words join together, but the Japanese word for cow is ushi. So Shiushi. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I think I think we might have found the plot for our next D&D I feel country. like it would have to be
0: comedic, so maybe Shimushi. Shi whatever, dude. Whatever I, word. Put moo in there. I need the moo for the American audience because we got American heart Sh- and then we got European heart and the Japanese heart. I want Shimushi. shiushi Mu shiushi Mu? Or
1: Ushi? mushi
0: mushi. I'm okay with this. Ushi mushi, the death lord cow, Um uh, yeah. and his his infinite legion of mechanized cows that can suck souls and then explode for <laughs> terrorist reasons. And only one man can stop him, and that is whatever the fuck character Kojima is. Danny Started by Danny DeVito.
1: (laughs) Danny DeVito has to be the protagonist for this.
0: Who wears a Pikachu hat because it felt like it was his calling. Danny DeVito does one last job.
1: (laughs) Does one last job to fight the mechanized death cows.
0: And he has like a lover who's also a mechanized cow named Job. So he's going to do one last job. He has sex with a mechanized cow. That's where I'm going with. I get the. By joke, Daniel Devito and a uh, a Pikachu hat. <laughs> Nick, uh, you know this is the power of Canada House. By the way, this might not be Kojima. This is the power of Canada House. Anybody who wants to enjoy themselves for the weekend at a
1: very nice price, go to don't, Canada House. Don't pretend that I don't think that I didn't see you add more and then pour top it up. I just showed.
0: Like, when you had me stop, I stopped at the neck of the bottle. Right now, I currently have a third of the bottle sitting in my cup, which I have not sipped from yet. I've been very respe- you know, respectful because uh, when I, I hit that specific spot where I'm enjoying myself, but if I go too far, I'll be enjoying myself and slurring more than usual. The good yep. thing is I slur naturally anyway, so a lot of people don't notice until it gets really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else, uh, parting thoughts about Death Stranding and uh Ushimushi and the the mechanized leader of the mechanized cows of terrorist action?
1: No, I'm I'm honestly now I'm even more excited and I think there are a lot of people who are just as excited but still very highly confused. Um I'm part of that crowd, but I also kind of have an idea of what's happening, but I'm not really sure.
0: I mean I'm excited for you know the Ushimushi DLC now. I'll I'll probably wake Ushimushi up very disappointed. DLC.
1: The well, Ushimushi uh, Warlord. do you want to make Move. a game studio? I'm listening. <laughs> well, you know, somebody has to bring the uh the 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 glory of Ushimushi to um um to the people. I mean, I, I feel like we should
0: start small and uh try to gain traction in different ways. Uh maybe we could do a Ushimushi board game? I'm 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 more than capable of making such a thing. I bet your ass you you know you could you know, I bet your cow you know how to yeah. make a board game. <laughs> Ushimushi and the Mechanized Terrorist uh, Kyle Warlord. Uh, okay, so, anyways, on a more lighter and happier note. Uh, yeah, Pokemon announced a lot of shit this week. Like, it was actually, it felt like it was out of the blue, Neck.
1: Um, not, well, maybe in terms of amount, but not the actual conference.
0: I mean, was the conference announced beforehand?
1: Yeah, it was announced a couple of days beforehand that there was going to be one on the 29th and also one on the 6th of June um, or the 5th of June. And the 5th or the 6th of June, that's the Pokemon Direct regarding information on Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's why when I made these notes, that's why the topic of the show. This is Pokemon Week Number One.
0: Goddamn. So, a lot of pre happened to this fucking Direct that's going to be happening in a few days. We'll get to talk about this uh, you know, next week. This is Week One. Okay, Nick. First thing on the list. Detective Pikachu Game Sequel. I have one question. Actually, yeah. I have two questions uh i have yeah. you at the witness stand uh the first question is do you uh swear you know to the truth speak nothing of the truth and uh something about the truth so help me uh whatever goddess you want to choose i do okay uh the second question is have you played detective Pikachu on the 3ds nope okay so there is a very uh maybe uh an existentialism problem here going on right now detective pikachu apparently is getting a game seat And they're probably doing this in wake of these uh, Detective Pikachu hype. They probably got a lot of money for that. And, you know, people are like, wow, Detective Pikachu is a fun game. Problem is, though, I'm willing to bet legitimate money right now, you know, intoxicated or no, that people have either not heard of Detective Pikachu for the 3DS or they've never played it, which is much more likely because, uh, Detective Pikachu came and went. It's very unfortunate, but it fucking happened. A lot of people, you know, it was during the, uh, the time in wake of the Switch where, you know, everything was glorious and Detective Pikachu's like, I'm on the 3DS guys. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm playing Mario
1: Kart 8 Deluxe. Jeez, get out, scrub. Well. Um, looking qu- really quickly at the uh, sales numbers for the Detective Pikachu movie, it had a budget of 150 million dollars. Uh, so far, it has grossed about 364 million dollars. So my guess is that you probably have a few, like a small niche community that really loved the Detective Pikachu game, or actually did buy the Detective Pikachu game, and they're probably trying to ride the hype, uh, the hype train following the movie and putting out a new game pretty soon that would I be mean, my best guess
0: even for amounts like that it just feels like the you know the the amount that you're gonna get you know scrimmed off from the movie it just doesn't feel like it's gonna be all that much now, well also
1: uh, um Detective Peach- Detective Pikachu came out at the tail end of the 3DS's life cycle in terms of games and just having some public presence. Uh the Switch is pretty close to overtaking the sales uh, lifetime sales of the 3DS. So by putting out a new Detective Pikachu game on a more popular platform and a platform that allowed them to do more visually, um, I can I can see why they would take this risk is what i'm trying to say i'm not saying whether they they needed to whether it was asked for i'm just saying i can see why they would take this risk Hmm.
0: it stinks because i'm concerned them you know uh, out of worry to myself that this might actually be something out of ignorance uh unfortunately I, i am a man of ignorance when it comes to certain things it's like, I'm starting to question. I was like, wait, did, did you talk to Pikachu actually turn out to be a fucking great game if people bought a lot of it in the 3DS? And so I'm looking at it right now, and this is in Japan right now, Nick. Uh, in Japan, uh, they sold 121,000 with an additional 27,000 in digital, but that's Japan. So the problem with that is, uh, it's like, okay japan's japan that's quite a bit but we got to look at north america north america announces that it was the top selling 3ds game in march of 2018 so well over you know uh 16 months ago uh and uh it was you know one of the best selling games in june to july of 2018 last year uh the problem is though there's no numbers for it so i can't really tell you if it was legitimately a high selling game I feel like at the most, I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to say that uh, Detective Pikachu worldwide probably sold between half to one million copies, which is average to, you know, mix, you know, mixed success, I guess. And for a Nintendo platform, that's actually probably a, a failure by their part. You know, to any indie developer that, you know, worked on the game, I'm sure it was a huge success, but... Compared to the amount of people that bought movie tickets and enjoyed it, do you feel like uh, this might have been like a, a very well planned celebration party? Like, er- I, I, what I'm thinking right now is they released Detective Pikachu and they're like, holy shit, everybody's gonna love Detective Pikachu for the 3DS. Yeah, fuck the Switch, you know, let l- people enjoy it on 3DS. Everybody's gonna buy it. Let's make a fucking movie over it. They make them, you know, they start working on the movie and it's like, no, not as many people bought Detective Pikachu. Hmm. And Nintendo executives is like, hmm, we are going to sell gangbusters with this movie because everybody's going to love it. Mr. My Mystery Juice at 7-Eleven. We are going to advertise the shit out of it. Everybody's going to know the name Detective Pikachu. The release the movie, movie comes out, movie does very well. I'd like to think, for its standards. And they're like, let's keep going. We had it in the plans, Detective Pikachu 2 for the hopefully the switch actually (laughs) i don't it it actually it does say it's uh it's it's
1: exclusive for the switch no so i'm just so i don't know if you if you already knew about this but i'm just realizing that the movie is based on the game did you not realize that dude no
0: look you are not the only person that like that thought about that because it, it when you when you look at the trailer for detective pikachu for the 3ds because i've never actually seen the actual gameplay footage it looks remarkably similar with uh, how things are handled. So, yeah, uh, pretty much anybody who watched the movie got the uh, the uh, economical, uh, cheaper version of how to play the game. So when All Nintendo right. talks more about Detective Pikachu 2, we like, if you watch the great acclaimed, you know, critically acclaimed movie Detective Pikachu that's out in theaters and soon in Blu-ray, you don't even need to play that first one. Ha ha. You are smart and witty, kind sir and Detective Pikachu 2 will be ready for you to enjoy on the Nintendo also, Switch. Also,
1: it's also important to note that there was a two-year gap between the Japanese release and the worldwide release of Detective Pikachu. Uh, what do you th- at the video game. What do you think that is? Um, Probably because they knew that it wasn't going to do so well, but the only reason they put it out worldwide is because it was getting closer to the Detective Pikachu movie.
0: Damn, Nick. Damn i mean that's uh very pessimistic but also you know realistic of you <laughs>
1: jesus i mean how well do the spin-offs do compared to the core rpg games so why would japan even like why would they even make uh, the effort to make a certain number of copies and ship it over and just not have it do so well
0: i mean is it a spin-off or is it a niche you know version of the title it's technically a spin-off but when it comes to pokemon they've actually you know had a 50 50 shot of being like wildly successful i mean Pokemon Pinball, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Pokemon Snap, uh, you know, way back in the day, Pokemon Go, uh, and then all the Pokemon games that came out on the phone, uh, that the fucking Pokemon Puzzle game, or that what was that Lego block looking motherfucking game that came out on the Switch. Quest. The <laughs> Pokemon Quest. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure they made money, even though that game was fucking free. I know they got at least fifty bucks out of somebody. I don't know who, but uh, probably Brandon. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, fucking brand. Uh oh <laughs> yeah, Detective Pikachu was one of their bigger gambles and it didn't pay off wildly as they were hoping on the 3DS. So I, th- I think this is Nintendo hunkering down saying, you know what, we can fucking do it. We just gotta pump more money into it. Kind of like uh, Transformers at this rate.
1: Yep. Um so going off that, the next notable thing that they announced was um uh, well, they they did a few other like general housekeeping announcements. There's some uh, new merchandise, a couple of new Pokemon centers opening up in uh, parts of Eastern Asia. Um, uh, Pokemon Quest China, which is Pokemon Quest, but for China, um, is coming out soon. Uh, that's That's all I can tell you about that. And then we've got Pokemon Home, which I'm particularly excited for.
0: Which I'm glad for you because this means that there's potential for you to continue the sweet and holy living Pokedex that you got going on.
1: Well, it started with the, uh, I think it was called the Pokémon Transfer uh, app on the Nintendo DS. Where using uh, I had the DS Lite where using the dongle, you can plug in a um, uh, Game Boy Advance cartridge and transfer of a pokemon from generation three generation two and generation one via fire red leaf green emerald ruby sapphire into generation four and up um, and then they released pokemon bank uh, when generation four and generation five uh, were available on the same platform and you mm-hmm. needed to transfer pokemon in between them and then pokemon bank uh, was also a cloud service so it allowed you to transfer pokemon between generation five to generation six which was on the 3ds um, and also allowed you to carry forward on the same device using only the one slot between generation six and generation seven so i was pretty much certain that they were gonna have something for uh the switch when sword and shield came out i'm just glad that uh i'm just really excited that um your legacy can continue i'm, I'm my, my legacy can continue i am not a competitive pokemon player i've always played the game i just ca- i just have them all that's it that's my legacy and that's the one thing like in terms of gaming that's going to be my highest accomplishment um and so the fact that i can transfer over from the 3ds from any of my games from pokemon bank uh to this new app called pokemon home that's going to be on the switch sometime in 2020 uh but and and still and then carry over from uh, if I've caught any from uh, Let's Go Pikachu Eevee and then carry forward from uh, Sword and Shield and and complete my my living decks, it's gonna it's it's exciting. Um, it is important to note that from Pokemon Go, you can also transfer Pokemon Go, by the way. Uh, from yes. Pokemon Go, from Pokemon Bank, from any of your 3DS games, from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, it is only a one way trade, as has been the case with Pokemon Bank and the Pokemon Transfer app. Um, so be prepared for that. Uh, but it is a two-way trade between Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I would assume now that we're on a platform with more, um, basically more technology where we can actually do more in a cloud service like this. I, f- I would bet that with later titles that are going to come out, later core titles, there'd be a little bit more two-way communication, I think. Hmm.
0: There's two things I want to note of concern about this whole thing. Yep. Uh, just because I, I, you know, I always look for the cracks in something that looks perfect. Uh, The first one is, uh, it's a very slow, deliberate, and very hard process, but uh, it starts off with a question, Nick. Is there a way to successfully get Pokemon from Generation 1 to, you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon? If I wanted to uh, play a Pokemon, or let's say I start off Pokemon Leaf Green, could I get my Bulbasaur from that game transferred over through Pokemon Sun and Moon through a series of different, you know, game trading sequences? Leaf Green specifically? Okay, oh well, I was just talking about like the first generation the game Okay, evolved. no,
1: so it's so it's easier easiest from generation 3 onwards. Okay. Um so uh so from maybe gener-
0: Sapphire and uh sorry, Alpha Sapphire?
1: No, I'm talking about the actual generation 3 games, so Game Boy Advance cartridges.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so
1: you need a Nintendo DS Lite, uh, a Nintendo 3DS or a 2DS and now a Switch but with a uh cartridge let's say a save file of um you know fire green uh fire fire green (laughs) fire Fire, fire red red. um the the
0: shiny fire green of course yes yeah
1: you have your bulbasaur you want to uh, trade it over uh you plug it into your ds Lite with one of the generation 4 games um i don't know i think it might work with the generation 5 games too i'm not sure uh, but the dongle app was definitely there for the generation four games uh, something called pokemon park you'll be able to transport it over and then yep, from generation four to five you use the pokemon bank and then from generation five you use the pokemon no again you just put it in the bank and then you just go head into generation six on your 3ds and then just transfer it out so i'll summarize it to
0: me in a simple answer is it possible yes okay so does that mean somebody who could have cheated the characters into the you know the original game, which in this case would be Ruby and Sapphire, could they create a character using the Game Shark or something and then get no. this? You don't think so?
1: No, they have uh, no. Even with Pokemon Bank, they have uh, uh, it checks uh, the authenticity of each Pokemon that you transfer in.
0: I mean, what, what happens if you? How does it check authenticity? Like, uh, if you catch it in the area where it should be caught, and all that stuff, and it just happens to have the right, you know, statuses and uh, IVs and all that
1: stuff. Well, this is uh, this is from a uh, this is now at this point a game dev coding kind of issue, so I wouldn't be able to answer specifically, but I'm sure there are validators and flags that people just cannot replicate. Uh, maybe they just don't know how, or they haven't found out how um but i do know that it has that these apps have anti-cheat systems um okay. b- because they don't allow uh, a lot of the times people can't transfer over some of their legendaries that they haven't obtained uh, legally i think the biggest being um rcs by getting a sky flute that you shouldn't have been able to get in generation four in diamond and pearl um and so you're able to access um Arceus's temple and then capture him so, and i don't think people have been able to transfer him over okay
0: fair enough yeah uh i mean that was just a you know, concern. Uh, the other one I was thinking was uh, it shows a friendly little picture for you know dummies like me as to you know what what systems can you transfer to the Pokemon Home Cloud Service, and you know it shows all these good ones, but it only shows one one game or one game series where you can actually put Pokemon back. So it yep. means uh, it's pretty much a one way thing. You're gonna suck out Pokemon from Pokemon Go and from the Pokemon Bank for the 3DS pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu and you can also pull it from uh pokemon shields and sword but you can only put them back into Shield and sword yep. so it's a one-time transfer if you want to pull it from you know uh sun and moon and all that stuff yep isn't that a little concerning wouldn't you think that they would allow people if if you wanted to for some weird reason pull a pokemon that is on sun and moon from you know sh- sword and shield and then move it over to you know the 3ds well where, i mean this was you... the case
1: with uh pokemon bank as well uh with uh when sun and moon support was announced for uh pokemon bank um then it stopped being the case where you could do back and forth with x and y and then you could only do back and forth with sun and moon ultra sun and moon and yeah like Uh, uh, this has always been the case for Pokemon go. Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. My guess is that because you're working with stupid stats in Pokemon go and let's go Pikachu and Eevee. When you transfer it over to an actual game, the stats change accordingly. Um, So transferring back, I guess would be too much work and just not worth the hassle to make that happen uh, because they don't actually reflect the true nature of the Pokemon uh, in let's go in Pokemon go and let's go. Um, Whereas with um, uh, the, the older games, um, that I think is a, generat- a generational thing and to, p- to prevent people from being able to send over a Pokemon that don't exist in the game. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'm sitting under the uh,
0: very outdated archetype where uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver first came out. And you could trade Pokemon from Pokemon Red and Blue over to Gold and Silver. But uh, usually, unless you have it specifically very perfect, you can't send them back to where I, but you still could it, like if you took a red attack the only new tackle that was level three from gold and silver you could send it back the red and blue but the moment i learned it a move that it only knew in gold and silver you couldn't send it back and so right. i was hanging on to that very very like bare thread uh thread notion that maybe they should be able to do it if they have it under the right circumstances but i guess the big question is if you're transferring pokemon to pokemon home from the pokemon bank specifically from 3ds like uh you accept this is going to the nintendo switch this is not going to stay in the 3ds anymore uh how do you feel this is going to affect the 3ds in the long run like uh like pokemon has probably been one of the big five that's been keeping the 3ds very strong right um and i mean probably an acceptance dude
1: i mean it's, it's the same situation with the ds uh same situation with the game boy advance same situation with the game boy color you'll probably still have it around whenever you feel like playing black or white whenever you feel like playing sun and moon or x and y or whenever i feel like going back to platinum uh then i'll pick it up again but you know it's a generation thing you're asking a question that's like all right well with the xbox one comes out what are we going to do with the 360 kind of
0: i just feel like uh this is the setup to the ambassador helping pass on the torch and uh I know Nintendo does not want to say that the 3DS is officially being stopped, but this is a, another clear indicator that you can pull anything you want out of your 3DS to continue the legacy because, you know, Pokemon to a main console is a tradition that's been very ignored up until very recently. And just pulling out support from Pokemon from the 3DS, in a way, is like a, you know, I sure tell a sign that uh, it's going to be over for the, th- uh, the 3DS soon fucking time. yeah I know right it's amazing because uh between you myself and cam you know we, we talked about three systems that uh, either should be dead or are dead but we want it alive the 3ds the Wii U and the Vita and in order in my head the systems that should be considered long gone should be actually it should be Vita Wii U uh 3ds Although with how well the Vita is doing, is currently the most updated console uh, handheld by Sony, you'd think that it's actually should be well alive. But Sony has dropped that ship off at the dock for a very long time, and yeah, it's th- just
1: the players that have kept it alive.
0: Right, the passion of the players has kept the Vita alive, and I'm sure there's a amount of passion that's been keeping the 3DS alive, even if they know that you know it's it's been long due. <laughs> well. I, I I feel like uh, once this officially comes out, this should be the time where we pour out uh, one for the 3DS. Like, even if there is games that are coming out for the 3DS, you know, it's 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 a ship that has holes in it. We don't have any planes for it. It's going down.
1: Well, actually, I think the 3DS has hope until an Animal Crossing is announced for the Switch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's you know the, the
0: ship is sinking and you're like oh you know animal crossing on the switch and it's just like a light s- i mean it, it's been announced on the switch hasn't it thanks to i what don't i
1: don't believe it has i know it has been but i don't believe it has because we don't have any more information on it and people are upset so i'm just gonna s- pretend like animal crossing has not been announced for the switch
0: okay so the e3 trailer that originally announced isabel for the smash and then talking about it how it was coming up for the switch you're gonna deny the allegations until the Nintendo actually presents proof. I think that's fair. What What is the stopping point to where you believe it? Uh, when it gives a title, when it shows
1: like gameplay I, that looks. I probably like, believe it when the game actually comes out.
0: Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> I, I, that's a hell of a <laughs> <dump>. <laughs> You sound um, like me with Kingdom Hearts three. Like Kingdom Hearts three doesn't exist. What it releases tomorrow? I don't care. It does not exist until I see it. But Tyler, you're playing the game. I don't know what you're talking about. I see Sora, but this could be Kingdom Hearts two point five point
1: eight point final remix plus Sue. <laughs> I mean, you you can't put it past um, them for doing that to Kingdom Hearts. But um, yeah, there's also
0: more shit about Pokemon. Let's continue, Nick. I'm getting kind of sleepy.
1: Um. Probably the weirdest announcement in a while for a video game, but also probably the most interesting from a conceptual point of view. Uh, Pokémon Sleep. Yes. Yep. Um, Pokémon Sleep, and I have to read from the article here because I can't even explain it. Um, Pokémon Sleep uh, is is to turn is an attempt at turning sleep into entertainment. Um, uh, It doesn't like their announcement has not informed us on how it's going to reward players for sleeping or how the application will be able to tell whether we're awake or not, but they've announced it and it seems that the idea is for it to work with a uh, fitness tracker uh, such as a Fitbit or maybe your Apple Watch. Um, but they have announced a special kind of uh, a device to help players track their, th- what they're doing in Pokémon Sleep. Don't forget to say it in uh, Ultra
0: Weaboo dialect, if you could.
1: Um, Tyler, I will, I will, I will allow you to, to take the honor for doing that.
0: Okay, then I will announce that they are talking about the. Uh... Oh man, I'm trying to look up to what it. Oh, here we go. Uh, even though this game is coming out for, you know, it's called Pokemon Sleep and all that stuff, they are announcing a new piece of hardware called the Pokemon Go Plus The double plus, watch out. That's additive multiplication, you better watch out,
1: son. They should have called it the Pokemon Go Plus S or something. Or Plus XD. <laughs> I feel like if they said Pokemon plus
0: X, the show that it was multiplicative or something like that, to show, you know, there's a higher chance of there being more to this in the concept. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. <laughs> you know, if you if you put the plus sign next to the word plus, it's double plus. It's not expotentive, but whatever. Okay, so Pokemon sleep. Nick, have you seen the uh TV show Futurama? No. But I'm familiar with it. Okay, there's a section in one of the episodes where somebody's sleeping and they're dreaming, and it turns out that in the Futurama, people can buy commercials and advertisements for people when they're dreaming,
1: and I feel like Nintendo has hatched the code. <laughs> um, I mean, there are there are several uh, mangas out there where uh, one of my favorite ones is called Half Prince, and it, there just hasn't been an episode uh, like an, a chapter in a very long time. Uh, but basically, uh, you you put on like a little headset like a VR headset, and when you go to sleep, you enter this MMORPG, right? And this yeah, is, I think... Sword Art Online? What's going on here? If, if that's the premise for Sword Art Online 2, okay, sure. Um, but, like, I, I'm so confused as to what... Like, I thought my level of confusion would... I wouldn't reach this level of confusion that I have with uh, Death Stranding. But here i am with pokemon sleep and they're like by the way you can still catch pokemon while you're still sleeping but we, we won't tell you how just yet but also the pokemon go plus plus um buy it now
0: okay so we have three pieces of hardware when it comes to pokemon go and pokemon let's go uh two of them are re- released right now we got the pokemon go plus bracelet which yeah. uh, if people don't know i am going to show right now Simple bracelet has a weird teardrop design that is in the shape of a Pokemon, or sorry, Pokeball. You press it, you catch Pokemon. It's understandable. Then you have the Pokemon Go Plus, which is a legitimate Pokeball, if I understand correctly, that came with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Ev, And that, you know, that allows you to hold Pokemon from Pokemon Go, uh, you know, the, the I'm not going to say it, the whole fucking title every time. And then we have fuck I'm a Pokemon go plus plus and it's like what the fuck is going on it's like Nintendo's like you know you did 10 kilometers while trying to hatch that egg but it was actually a very disappointing moment when you got an Eevee now go to sleep and we'll tell you about your dreams
1: Tyler I figured it out
0: what oh my god I, his third figured eye it out. all right he all ch- right so we've
1: got Rima. we've got Pokemon Pokemon go that's getting people of all ages because you can't tell me that you haven't seen an older Chinese lady with six phones just walking around catching Pokemon because that that's commonplace here in Vancouver now Pokemon Go is encouraging people to get out there walk catch Pokemon trade with friends and it's getting Uh people to be a little bit more active and now Pokemon sleep is gonna get people to fix their sleep schedules so what if the game rewards you you get five free Pokemon if you sleep for six hours every night Oh man, and the next game is Pokemon Breed. <laughs> and then it's Pokemon Eat, where you have to kill the Pokemon and cook them and eat them. <laughs> <What's next>? Holy <laughs> shit, that escalated quickly.
0: Nintendo has uh, finally found, you know, the, found the mystery to inter- entertain people to
1: walk around and do something. And fix their lives, and then we're also expecting Pokemon Breed, which is actually a dating <laughs> for po- <laughs> Pokemon Go players. <laughs>
0: Hi, I'm, uh, I'm a shiny Pikachu, naughty nature. Actually, I'm more of a Trimander, uh, you know, uh, cautious nature. I don't think we're on a workout. Oh, God. Oh, God. Fucking Pokemon. I've cracked the code, Tyler. Holy shit, that like your third eye is open. Nintendo Nintendo's going to be at your footstep. You bro, watch out. I thought we had it with mechanical cow terrorists, but, uh, man, fucking Pokemon breed. Pokemon
1: <laughs> tell, me to, tell, tell me they haven't thought of something like that they oh, fucking your ass ass. <laughs> the, the 50 person
0: table that's surrounding in the office that is nintendo executives right now you bet your ass there has been one talk where one you know japanese businessman or woman you know 2019 don't judge it's like what about pokemon breed we give them bonus if they use condoms but when's, you know, let, let them hatch their own egg it's a nine month egg <laughs> oh, just shit like that yeah i can see it i can see it i've drank enough Canada house to where i can see it
1: i can fucking see this nick
0: i'm seeing colors
1: um so so that's pokemon sleep and we've got one more on the list which to me sounded pretty interesting um pokemon masters
0: pokemon masters holy shit a uh potentially awesome looking uh mobile game coming out for android and ios
1: um uh the the article which we got from uh game crate by the way thank you very much for the article Uh, lists that Pokemon Masters looks like a gotcha style game Um, and you can play basically gym leaders and um, Elite Four members and Pokemon champions from all of the games so far. Uh, It's pretty interesting. I want to point out that
0: uh, the people that are working on this game are the same people that worked on Fire Emblem Heroes Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and Super Mario Run which is every nintendo game well not every there's a couple of pokemon uh, you know puzzle and side quest games that came out for the uh mobile platform but these people have been making the ones that have been you know hitting up nintendo highlights on the mobile platform. so any game that you know the big games big three so far fire emblem animal crossing and super mario run they're now working on a Mario game, or sorry, not Mario, a uh, Pokemon game.
1: Right. Um, we can expect more details about this game in June. And also, I can uh, I can tell you from the artwork presented here, Tyler, and the article also confirms it, um, long-time main Pokemon artist uh, Ken uh, Sugimori has been working very closely on this game, and you can see that. Um, Is that the same
0: people that work on the actual comics for the Pokemon games or a uh, Pokemon franchise? Because um, that's... Pokemon Red and Blue.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's the main uh, is the main um, um artist for the the game specifically. Um, hang on, I'll just I'll just pull this up. Uh, I'm just gonna go on to Bulbapedia, one of my favorite resources for Pokemon information. Oh my
0: gosh, I remember that fucking website for Pixel Spark. Oh my gosh, I'm about to do the thousand yard stare. Nick is is the thing that pulls me out of my uh video game burnout. Pixel Spark, do I return? Do I, re- I
1: mean
0: nick you want to join come join me brother no um okay fine jesus (laughs) Uh, i I respect uh, you i love you i hate you
1: ken sugimori is um one of the original illustrators for uh the pokemon games um he's done uh conceptual artwork for the movies for the trading card games for merchandise but really just mainly like the core artwork for the actual pokemon um so he Drew and finalized
0: all the original 151 yep. Pokemon. Here.
1: Yep. So holy which is shit. why this is, is why the- it's like a Pokemon game. Okay. Yeah, holy shit. Um tell out holy of curiosity, shit. out of curiosity, who's your favorite champion? Like from the from the uh the main core games.
0: Okay, let's start naming them off. Get ready to pull up a list because I don't remember them all. Let's go okay. from uh generation one to what's up uh, let's see the first one is Yeah, Lance God. and Blue. I'm gonna say lance i mean is lance and gary or blue technically generation one at that point or yes. d- is it just lance
1: um lance i believe was for uh red blue and green and then gary for pokemon yellow
0: i mean uh, G- uh sorry blue wins and you know takes over lance's title as champion at the end of red blue and yellow
1: well it's also interesting because with the first generation there was only the elite four and the fourth elite four member was the champion
0: he was, and he's like, I would like to announce you the champion, but somebody beat you to it, and it's uh I usually call him Dick Face, so you know he's usually known as blue.
1: Um so yeah, red, green, blue, yellow, fire red, leaf green, it's blue. Um gold and that, gold and silver it's still uh Lance again. Yeah, gold silver crystal it's lance. Heart gold, soul silver it's red. Ruby sapphire, omega ruby, alpha sapphire, it's Steven, Emerald, it's Wallace diamond pearl platinum cynthia black and white it's alder black 2 white 2 it's iris x y it's diantha okay. and then um technically sun and moon it's uh the pokemon prof, Poke- uh, prof. professor kukui
0: yes kukui yeah uh i'm a steven guy
1: steven uh, i can, lance, I can respect
0: that. lance doesn't have enough uh behind him to where he prevents a uh like a very prevalent uh, story plot behind him he's just like haha i have dragons but steven you know being generation uh three uh you know he actually has plot relevance uh throughout the game and you actually interact with him and all that shit and so i feel like he would probably be my favorite one unless you count n uh when he's the uh pokemon champion during uh i believe black and white uh, after he defeats the uh the current you know pokemon champion at the time right i would say steven i would probably be steven uh Nick in the chat saying Cynthia best waifu.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Cynthia, apart from Platinum God, being yeah, one it. of my favorite games, I just uh, Cynthia, I'm very much a fan of balanced Pokémon uh uh team comps and Absolutely. Cynthia has one of the more balanced ones out of all the champions because a lot of the champions focus on specific types. Uh I think it's Kukui um and Cynthia really that only that have some of the more balanced Oh, Red and uh blue as well would also have more balance types but cynthia is the hardest hitting one of them all
0: uh i am probably a sucker for Steven because i love steel type and uh typically Steven is a steel slash uh, rock type because he's so interested in fossils and all that shit uh cynthia what is cynthia's team i'm trying to remember
1: Um, In Platinum, there was a Garchomp, a Spiritomb, a Togekiss, a Lucario, a Roserade, and I believe uh, there might have been a Milotic or a... um,
0: uh, I I got it looked up. I'm going to read it off real quick. Spiritomb, Roserade, Gastrodon, Lucario, Milotic, and the Garchomp.
1: Yeah, okay, so except for the Gastrodon, I got all of them. Fuck yeah, dude, let's...
0: Yeah, step it up, senpai.
1: (laughs) You're way down here.
0: Uh... Who do you who do you think it would win, Steven Stone or Cynthia?
1: Um, what's his what's his team comp in Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire?
0: I mean, I'm I'm looking at it. I can't keep up with this shit. I well, he appears in Pokemon Black and White too. That's cool, great, fantastic. Okay, you know what? Let's talk
1: about this later. I I think <laughs> Steven
0: would win. I'm sure you probably think you know. Uh, I think San- it'd
1: be an even fight, but um. Yeah. That's uh that's Pokemon week number one. It's just week number one. We've got week two shit, coming up next week. Coming next week. I'm so oh fucking God. excited. <laughs>
0: Alright Nick, is there anything else uh you want to talk about with uh the the Pokemon tidal wave that we just got hit with? No. No no no, all good, just excited. No, uh oh. <laughs> Okay, fine. Nick, uh, then if I could ask a small favor, could you hit me with the game releases that came out this week?
1: Sure. Um, starting June 4th, we have uh, five different games. Uh, we've got The Elder Scrolls Online, um, El- El- Elsewhere, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, coming out June 4th, uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC, it's a new expansion. We've got Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa, also on the June, on 4th of June, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I know nothing about Kotodama, Tyler.
0: Uh the good news is, if it makes you feel any better, I have no idea either. Uh, that's
1: that's fantastic news, Tyler. What um, is
0: I mean Fujisawa sounds like a city in Tokyo, but I mean I had a fifty-fifth chance of whether or not that's right or not. All right, so you ready for this? Yep. Hit me with it. All right. So coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on June fourth, which is gonna be a couple of days, uh, Oh, boy, I'm going to read the bullshit that this thing's about to hit me because it looks like a visual novel in the way. Welcome to Fujisawa Academy, an occasional, sorry, occasional. Yeah, sometimes we're open educational institution where nothing is as it seems and every pupil hides a dark secret. Yeah, this fucking visual novel screaming right now. Having made a pact with a demon fox and bestowing you with the power to see the truth behind the lies. You must uncover the sinister truth behind the seemingly normal facade cool so it the genre is adventure this screams fucking yeah this is a fucking visual it's novel. a visual
1: novel all right uh, next game coming out also on the 4th of June we've got the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 relentless edition um, this appears to be a re-release of the popular uh, action RPGs uh, uh, series uh, coming out for the ps4 um then we've got uh, persona q2 new cinema labyrinth coming out june 4th on the 3ds uh this is a brand new persona game so so look out for that um we've got warhammer chaos bane june 4th uh ps4 xbox one and another PC. warhammer game um this i believe was a uh remaster um no it is not i am long uh, uh not long i'm wrong uh, this is not a remaster. It's a brand new Warhammer game coming out. Then we've got on the June on sixth of June, um, MotoGP '19, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch. Um, last game on the list here is Octopath Traveler is getting its PC released on the seventh of June, which is throwing me off because I thought that was a Nintendo exclusive, which
0: technically it is. But the fact it's coming out for PC means anybody who was dumb enough to not own a Switch, I guess, gets a chance to a good RPG. Um,
1: Yes, and so now we're gonna move on to this day in gaming. This day in gaming,
0: June third, two thousand nineteen. Happy birthday to the sixteenth birthday for Star Fox. Came out for the Super Nintendo, and then uh, over in nineteen eighty-six, which makes this game thirty-three fucking
1: years old. Star Fox came game. out on ninety-three, by the way, so it's twenty-six years old um Fox came out in 93 super mario bros the lost levels 1986 on the famicom so what is that like uh Uh, 33 yeah
0: 33 fucking years old oh god it makes me
1: feel old as shit nick
0: god damn um and then we've got the first donkey kong yeah i guess i mean donkey kong came out for the arcade so i'm assuming this is the handheld equivalent
1: so this came out on uh, 1982 so that is 37 years old for the game and watch multi-screen. Nick, um,
0: I'm gonna have to do a quick pause on the podcast if you don't mind.
1: Yeah. Okay, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry, chat. We're just taking a quick little two minute break and then we're gonna be back in full swing. Gonna wrap things up nicely here. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Sorry about
0: the the out of character role playing there. Good. Alright, you were saying sir.
1: Um yeah, so this last game on the, on the list is Donkey Kong, uh, that came out in nineteen eighty two for the Game and Watch multi-screen. So right. that would make it thirty seven years old at this point.
0: Oh shit. Well thankfully it's way beyond my you know, beyond my time, so I don't feel as right. bad about Or being- so you
1: claim. The fuck are you trying to say? Uh nothing, old man.
0: Are you trying to call me a relicant?
1: I mean, at least then you'll have somebody closer to your own age.
0: You can find me on Twitter at two times <laughs> Tyler. All one word, no letters. Uh, sorry, all letters, no uh, no numbers. Two times Tyler. Uh, baby child, where can we find you?
1: <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at lrwarrior11. Um, all the same, one word, lrwarrior11.
0: I want to announce in the chat a uh, good, you know, close and kind friend of similar age says scree to Nick. That's fair. That is also fair. So anyways, you can also find us on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. You can also email us at CasualMasterQuest at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram. Just search for Casual MasterQuest on either uh, sorry, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Nick, is there any last uh, things you want to say before we uh, wrap up the show here?
1: Um, yeah, it is, um, um, we've, we're entering the period of time now where I'm going to start, uh, promoting, uh, St. Jude's pretty hard. So go to guardiancon.co, look for the donate tab and just consider, uh, giving a little bit to this awesome cause because they fight childhood cancer, uh, that, and also it is pride month. So I hope everybody is doing okay. Like really, like I just, you know, everybody be yourselves, be happy as best as you can.
0: Well, sure. Uh if it's fucking pride month happy pride month uh i do have one email that came you know to earth oh, i know right are you ready for this i'm ready for it i'm gonna name and shame so get ready this is yeah. probably not gonna actually get you far his name is aviano herman at gmail.com uh if you don't mind can i read it verbatim go for it okay uh this is you know as he says warm greetings it's me from facebook i have an intending proposal for you please i need you to contact me privately for more updates is very urgent and he doesn't say anything else so nick uh what do you feel like uh is the appropriate uh, thing in regards to video games for
1: intending proposals privately for more in- updates we need to contact him and find out how deep this fucking rabbit hole goes <laughs> i want to be balls deep in a nigerian prince by the end of tonight tyler
0: Okay, Nick. What am I telling them?
1: Cold greetings. Cold greetings. (laughs) He started with warm greetings. It's fucking stupid.
0: Okay. Yep. You're right. Cold greetings. Um, contacting you
1: privately. State your intentions.
0: Contacting you privately. State your. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put an adjective. Uh kind intentions just to make it you know make it sound like we're close we're friendly with uh
1: aviano herman um and what and then ended uh signed it with the fucking uh catchphrase that you started w- us with
0: oh my gosh what was the ca- a catchphrase nick like, you can't say that if I, you don't remember the i can't
1: remember it i can't remember it
0: okay uh do you want me to do a random catchphrase Do again? another random one yeah okay random catchphrase on google nick tell me about your days so far
1: uh my day's been good i just went to the bar watched the game had some curry had a beer all
0: right i got a catchphrase and it says you could kick my ribs okay
1: <laughs> yep i'm let's
0: run with it oh uh, should i say yeah i guess i should say catch a master quest okay so uh his letter to us says warm greetings is me from facebook and this is each line and when i pause i have an intending proposal for you please i need you to contact me privately for more updates comma is very urgent urgent and not urgent we're not sea creatures and so i say cold greetings contacting you privately state your kind intentions you can kick my ribs casual master quest i feel like that fits in quite well I, I think we should contact.
1: <laughs> we have had our s-
0: second email for the fucking you know the entire time of this fucking podcast. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, Nick in the chat's like cold salutations. Okay, and send him a dick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold on on both of those because I feel like there's more to be, you know more fun to be had next week. I feel like we have. I hope t- so. You know I, i'm not gonna shoot for you know the nigerian prince to, if i can get you know uganda or something like that you know botswana just take what you can get okay 100 all right uh that was nick this is tyler this, we had another fucking episode of casual master quest where tyler like slowly slipped in a, a lot of liquor actually not enough to get him drunk but he is on his way there and he's having the fucking time of his life this is casual master quest we will see you next week and i hope you had a good time we'll
1: see you next week and don't forget bye to bye. never stop the grind oh
0: Oh yeah okay well i'll set you up okay i'm sorry i'm sorry I did it. you did it sierra the princess is here this beat is the intro to the podcast titled casual master quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent revelry's music you can find more of their work at soundcloud.com